My guest today is the bassist for the German alt-prog band Long Distance Calling, who are getting ready to release their sixth studio album called Boundless on February 2nd. Please welcome back Jan Hoffman. Hello. How are you? Hi, Jan. How are you? I'm good. Very busy at the moment, which is nice. So, nice to speak with you again, man. It's been a little yes. while. Same here. Yeah, two years. Already. Two years, yeah. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> yeah. Amazing how... Uh, how time flies. Every time I, I talk to a it's band crazy. that, you know, we, we did an album once or uh, interviewed them once before or something, you look back, it's been two or three years since the last time. It's amazing. Yeah, but this time we were pretty quick compared to the one before, so it's not that long ago. Yeah, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. So obviously there's the new album coming up, um, Boundless, February 2nd, but... What you know? Talk about what the last few years has been since uh, since trips, since that last album, which was amazing and did really well. What's what's been going on with the band? Well, we just played pretty much, and so there wasn't any songwriting. I think until exactly one year ago, and uh, we did some tours. And for one tour, the singer uh, Peter, he wasn't um, he wasn't available actually. And uh, so we had to do an instrumental tour. And on this tour, I think it was end of 2016 or something, uh, we realized that it felt so good um, just to play as a four-piece. Yeah. And it was much more, much more comfortable and more easy. And the whole songwriting process of the last two albums were really difficult and took a long time. And, and, that's, also, and that's always a bit stressy and that's not um, good for the mood and uh, I'm very happy um, how trips um, turned out because the circumstances were really not good it was really um, tough um, to ride it and it took a long time and for this time we just realized very quickly that we wanted to have an easy one this time so uh, we started exactly one year ago in January and we had all the songs completely done in June or something which mm -hmm. was really really uh, quick in our terms because we focused on it very much and so it was really fun uh, writing this album it i think it was probably the easiest one to write well that's always good they say when it's when it comes easy that means it's it's going to be good right yes and it is the sixth album and it's always difficult to come up with something that you're really <laughs> satisfied with and uh but there are bands like opeth like uh, they took a long way <laughs> sure so and uh, it's always possible. And if you have fun, I think that's a good thing. And I personally am always really, really stressed out before writing an, an, an album because I put myself under pressure and uh, because I wanted to make it really, really good and, and not okay. So uh, for us, it's always like a really intense time writing an, an album. So uh, this time I was really, really surprised how stressless it actually was. So we just um, started writing, and then I'm um, now, uh, and then out of a sudden, we felt, oh wow, I think we're done. So it was like really, uh, I'm crazy. Like, yeah, was there nice. ever a part when when you're working on the new album? Because you are, you made the decision to go back to instrumental following the touring, right? So yes. Was there a time when you were writing and recording where you ever thought, hmm, maybe 
maybe there should have been vocals on this one or it just never never was a concern you mean on the on the tour no no afterwards when you were working on the new album no 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 because we um we um just focused much more because i think that's the main difference if you write vocal songs um you always have to leave some space like the hole in the in the um cheese like um right. and you need to leave some space for the for the vocals and stuff and this time as we knew there won't be vocals uh, we focused much more on details and hook lines like melodies and beats and uh, little sounds and and here and there and i think you can enjoy the album on headphones a lot because it's happening a lot it's even uh, uh, and uh, that's what i really really like about the album um, sound wise it's very simple like it has a huge um, sound but it's no um doubled guitars it's one on the left side and one on on the um, right side and that's it oh, really? it's okay. very it's very um, basic um, like it was done in the old days and um, just mm -hmm. in a very very expensive studio with very good equipment and uh, I think that's a good uh, mix so and uh, and between the lines it's uh, um, there's a lot of stuff stuff happening like textures and little details here and there and melodies and uh, that was important um, this time not to have too much stuff happening in the mix we wanted to keep it very simple and very basic but uh, if you are keen on details and if you look into the details you will find a lot was was there an, a lot of jamming involved in writing the songs or is it is it you just just come and stop up coming up with stuff in your head or, or where does the song start we always um jam like i always have ideas for a song titles or for a certain mood of, of a song or something like that but we're writing all together uh the four of us in the room sometimes somebody brings a riff or something but most of the time like 80 percent i would say we just start from scratch and somebody starts playing something and then the other ones um, join in and that's how we uh, write songs like and that's how we wrote the first three records like uh, the last two were a bit different like i said because of of the uh, vocal things so and this time it it was just uh going back all in on the jam thing but i think the last two records were good in terms of learning to improve the songwriting so the new songs are a bit more compact and more accessible than the old instrumental albums so i think it's a good link to the past with a one foot in the future with the with the um, experience from the last two yeah. albums so yeah, no, that makes a lot of i sense. think that was a nice mix yeah i think you yeah. can hear that on 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 a lot of the album the first the first song and first single was for the song out there which is uh, a, yeah. a really killer like nine minute track to kick off the album which is you know, super kind of proggy way to go. Um, you know, is there something particular about that song that, that stands out to you in, in the writing or the direction of it? It's actually, I think it's my faith because it's a, it has 100% um, of the of the long distance calling essence in it. Like it's a very typical song for us, but uh, I think the mix is uh, crazy and most of the bands don't dare to do this. Is It um, starts with a, with a distorted bass and it's really, really heavy. And then 
Uh, the mid part is completely different from the rest of the song and has nothing to do with it. Yeah. And it's and it's actually like a bit, we called it the dire straits part because of the guitar sound. Right. And at the end, it's getting heavy on the same level as on the start of the song. But also, it's a completely different riff and part compared to the first song. So I think it's Brock songwriting, but very accessible and very heavy and quiet at the same time. So um, that's what I like about the song. It has a lot of dynamic. It was actually the most difficult to record because uh, the the mid part, like this um, Mark and Knopfler part, uh, it has a lot of dynamics. If you listen um, to it, everybody's uh, playing a little bit harder and a little bit louder every um, 10 seconds or something. And to do this at the same time with four people, that was the most challenging thing, I think, when it came to yeah. recording. Yeah, because we yeah. wanted to to um, capture that and not to fake anything in this studio. So it was uh, important to practice and rehearse this to get louder and more intense um, together. And that's, uh, I think, what's a, a good thing about this band, that we um, trust each other when it comes to um, playing and everybody knows what the other guy is um, doing. So there's some 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 kind of a blind understanding with that. And I think you can hear it very well on this song. Do you think there would be a, a time where you just would write a song where you say, I need a singer for this one and you might do that again? Or do you think you've sort of played with that enough and you're you're happy continuing like this? I don't know. We don't think about the next record yet, but I say never say never. Like if it's a, if if it happens that we write a great song which really, really needs vocals or it would be stupid not to add vocals to it, why not? So it's um, it's um, just a, a point of life where we are right now where it's good for us not having vocals, as I think, for this album, but um, never say never. So, yeah. um, And we had um, guest vocals on the first albums as well. So I wouldn't say no. It's just at the moment it was... Good to do it instrumental, but let's see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, the audience for your type of music, and even in general, more instrumental music, is uh, a bit more accepting in Europe and in Germany, especially um, than it, than stuff like that happens to be sometimes here in the U.S. Why do you why do you think that is? Why are, why is an audience so open to that? Uh, over overseas that's a good, good question and that's really interesting and weird because we here we think that the Americans are much more open-minded when you see the tour billings with completely um, different bands in in um, Germany um, most of the time you have like three or four bands on a tour bill which um, sound exactly the same which is very very uh, boring but I think yeah maybe 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 you are right. Maybe, um, like, I can only speak for our our audience, and that's so diverse, which I think it's good. Like, we've never been a post-rock band, like, really, and we never did a lot of um, touring with um, post-rock bands. Like, we did tours with Anathema or Opeth or Deftones or um, Trail of Dead on the other side and um, Dredge from the U.S., yeah. and we never really wanted to do post-rock tours because the scene is so small, 
and the people are very very um, special so we decided to go the hard way and i think uh if you're a good live band and if you write good songs you can draw people from every every angle so and uh i think like that's why we have such a mixed audience it's like from the from the 16 year old uh, metal core um, guy to the 60 year old pink floyd guy yeah and uh and the 20 year old indie girl so uh, it's very, very mixed and diverse. And I think that's a really um, good thing because it's not trend-driven. So, of course, this means you can never get big in a very short time, but I think it's more um, sustainable and it um, takes longer if you have a very mixed audience. Like, it's it's um, good, I think. It's not um, trend-driven. And for us, it's important as a band that, uh, that we are coming to a um, state that we can do almost whatever we want and still have the, have the people with us because they trust us whatever we do it's um it's um, good um despite of yeah. the style if it's a, if it's a vocal record or an instrumental record if if it's a heavy instrumental back, um record or for example if we would do a an electronic instrumental album now like uh i think uh most you of the could people get away with it <laughs> you could do it <laughs> it could it could work because yeah. like we have our way of melodies and uh, i think it would be unrecognizable as well so maybe that's an interesting idea for sometimes or at least for an ep or something like that like i said because we like to surprise us and the people and uh, to do something new and fresh and not do the same record twice, I, I hate it really. It's, uh, and I see at, at the moment, I think it's the same in the US, like for the new Machine Head record, it gets a lot of hate, but at least they are trying something different and not make the same record again. So, and people should appreciate this artistically, at least. Sure. Uh, you mentioned a lot of different bands that you, you toured with in the past and it's very diverse, different, uh, bunch of names. Was there any one that you toured with where, um, it was just so different than what you were expecting? Maybe the anathema audience or an Opeth audience where you went out there and it was just like, this is weird for us to, to be here. In a negative way. No, actually really not. It's actually the weird thing is it always worked. Like, um, um, you can measure it on the uh, merch sales on a tour. Like it's a it's a good indicator if if people really um, liked it or not. Like uh, if you are the um, support band, and it was exactly almost the same numbers when we played with with Deftones or Opeth, and it's a completely different audience, which is interesting. But I think it's both music loving audience like and Deftones like. Uh, for example, for me, it was uh, crazy. Like, uh, White Pony is one of my all-time favorites. And then you had a Chino standing um, next to the stage and uh, watching almost um, the whole show, and he really um, liked it. And it, it 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 was really funny, and they were really, really nice to us. That's so, cool. And uh, Anathema, we really... It's difficult to say this in this business, but uh, I... But you could say we, we became uh, friends on this tour. It was so easy with them, and really... 
nice and I'm still in touch with them on a weekly basis, I, I would say. And also the tour with um, Catatonia, that was a great um, tour for us um, still. Mm. It, nice. uh, it, it worked really, really well. It was five and a half weeks in a row. So that was really a tough in a van. And we were the opening band. It was a three-band package, I think, with Swallow the Sun in the middle. And we sold so much merch. It was mm -hmm. um, crazy as a, as a um, support band. And uh, I think this was the tour that made us uh, like uh, this uh, from boy to man thing as a band. Like Because, <laughs> because you have to um, survive five and a half weeks in a van. And uh, and being on um, the support band, and we get the people every night really. Like it was um, on the first one or two songs, it was like this feeling like the like the audience are thinking, mm, what are they doing? This is a bit weird. That's instrumental. I'm not sure. And uh, latest with the last song, we get them, and uh, that's really really nice feeling. Yeah, that that's got to be cool. That's those are great stories. So you got the new album coming out. Um, yes. Very excited about that. I think everybody's going to really like that one. Talk about you know what's what's next for the band once the album's out. I'm sure you got some dates starting to line up, and um, is this going to be just what you're doing for the next year? Yeah. So uh, we have the um, record release show um, on February second, then a few days off, and then we start touring late February until mid March. Now we're working on festivals, and we're currently working on the second leg on the tour uh, for fall 2018. And there's a couple of other things in the pipeline for touring opportunities, but you never know if that works. So we're, uh, we're also looking into a support thing. And, uh, Great. Yeah, so it's... Keep uh, busy. It's, it's a lot of stuff stuff happening right now and it's a lot of interviews and uh, so the interest is really really good so and that's and that's really nice it's especially if if you do something different as a band and it's uh, and it's again it's like a change from the last album so you never know what happens but I had a very good feeling um, when we put out the first song I was pretty sure that uh, our fans will like it because it's really long distance calling yeah, I agree. Uh, well, listen, Jan, it was a pleasure to talk to you, man. Hopefully, it'll be uh, before two years the next time. And uh, I, I wish so. you guys all the all the best on the album. Uh, um, thank you, and we're in touch. Okay, awesome. Okay, cheers. Cheers, man. Bye bye. Thanks to Jan for the interview. You can pick up Long Distance Calling Boundless on February second. We're going to check out a song from the album. This is Ascending. For upcoming news and interviews, please check theparkreport.com, follow us on Facebook, at The Park Report on Twitter, or download the podcast on iTunes. Thanks. 